Well, hello, everybody. This is Esther Golias, the tax lady from EG Tax, and this is our weekly podcast where we kind of explore the wonderful world of taxes to make sure that you're up to date so that you know what's happening uh, with your taxes. Obviously, with inflation and everything, any time that you can save a dollar or or make a dollar because you've done a wise investment, it's uh, it's what you want to do. So that's what we're our podcast and our radio show is dedicated to. Now, we're located um, uh, on Saturdays. We do a live broadcast on WBEN 930 AM, news radio 930 AM. And if you like what you hear here, uh, or if you're uh, at the radio show and you like the podcast, let us know, because we want to make sure that we're doing things that uh, you're going to enjoy. And of course, in studio, I have uh, Tiffany Fabian. Hey, Tiff. Hey there, Esther. Happy day to you. Happy day to you. And Christopher Fabian. Hello, Esther. Hello, Christopher. All right. So uh, let's let's kind of uh, talk about some things here that are is happening uh, before we get into our subject matter. We do have tax school coming up, right? Yep, we do at the beginning of October. Um, it meets twice a week in the mornings or the evenings. Um, it's free of charge and... Um, it's a great opportunity to learn taxes from A to Z. And as you always say, rightfully so, I love the way you say it, so I'm going to steal it. Um, you'll be the hit at all the parties. And um, the hope is there's also an online version that you would come and work at one of our 32 offices. So if you're interested, go to the website, egtax.com, or you can call 716-632-7886, and we can email you the registration form. You, you, you know, you talk about being the head of the party. I know we were just at a wedding over the weekend, and I picked up a client. Yep, you did. <laughs> yep. And he at the wedding? At the wedding. So day. now, does that mean it's tax deductible because I talk business? Not, not really. Okay. Not really. <laughs> but I did. I did well, pick but, up a client. Will, but that will bring us to our next subject. With the influx of an extra 87,000 agents, we know audits are going to go up. And I think everybody's been pretty spoiled the last few years because there just hasn't been the personnel at the Internal Revenue Service to do much in the way of field audits. Right. I know I haven't seen any IRS audits besides the generic letters that the computer didn't match what you put on your return. New York State, of course, has been doing their mail-in audits like they usually do. Um, but yeah, they're gearing up to start doing these audits again. And I guess they're going to start going after people maybe up to six years now. Well, so it starts off the statute of limitations. If you haven't done what they can, would consider fraud, right? Yep. It would be three years. However, if you have concealed more than 25% of your income, or if you have more than $5,000 in income from a foreign country that you did not declare, then they can open it up for six years. That so it's is. very, very, and actually there are several other, there's several other things that uh, I, I was just researching that would have no statute of limitations. So they could audit you forever, but that would be very, very rare. But so, by and large, it'd be three years. And if there's fraud, and so if those people that, let, let's talk about fraud. What would something be fraudulent that we might see somebody try to pull? Under the table. Claiming a child that 
doesn't live with them or a relative or that how, does, uh, well, claiming let's, somebody's let's, child? Let's first do Chris's um, on uh, right. Let, because one of the big things people are taking Venmo or Zeal for payments now. So now the government's mailing out or not the government, these places are being forced to mail out 1099s Ks for in, for payments of over $600 total. In a year. Right, not from one person, but total. So if you got paid through Venmo more than $600 and it was 50 different people that did it, you're going to get 1099. So if you don't report it, that's fraud. Right. Well, and here's the thing. Not all the 1099Ks are taxable. Right. right? I mean, there is a it's a third party party payment. So if 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 somebody paid you through Venmo and it was for I don't know uh, a loan that you had. If some if you're if at Christmas time your parents want to give you a gift and they do it through Venmo, they're going to send you a 1099k. Right, right, right. And I right. I mean I'm remembering a couple weeks ago a call on the radio where a gentleman yeah. was calling about a hot quote unquote hobby and he said he did dad didn't have to report it because it was a hobby but really but the dad was true. making a lot of money so dad could be in trouble if they audit him because they could go back six years and as a matter of fact and so he has but here's the thing before they audit you if you've been doing something let's say more creatively you know what I mean? Yep. Uh, you can amend your tax return. You don't have to wait for them to audit you. Right. Right. That'd be a bad idea. But you going know, back so, to what you said. You know, but you know what you've done on your return. And if you are overstating deductions or understating income, you want to make sure that number one, you stop it. And number two, if you can, uh, amend those returns, it would be a good thing to do because the statute moves from three years to six years if they consider it fraud. Yeah. And going back to what you said, that person with the money from the gift, if they get a 1099, it's general, it's not taxable. And so you want to be careful, right. like you said, and make sure that you realize if it is or isn't taxable. Right. So here's the thing. Not all 1099Ks are going to be taxable, Right. but right. most of them are. Yeah, I mean, for the, you know, let's, let's go back to with like Venmo, where grandma maybe gave you money through Venmo for your Christmas gift. So you get the 1099K, but maybe you have a little business where people do the same thing. So you may have to report all that income on the 1099 on your Schedule C, but under your expenses, I would list gift from grandma through Venmo right. and put right. the dollar amount as a deduction. And and make sure you have the backup information. Correct. Because God forbid, two years from now, grandma's passed away, and you get audited, and they say, how do we know this was a gift from grandma? Right, right, right. Right? Yep. So you want to make sure you you dot your I's across your T's. And again, if you have any, any questions, you can give EG Tax a call at 716-632-7886. And we're very happy to help you. All right, Tip, you were giving another explanation about a child that doesn't live with you. Yeah, you know, the old adage, I've seen um, tax preparers arrested for this where you're sitting with the preparer and they like slip a social security number to you or something like that. Or here, you can claim this one. Or or your aunt says, you know, I'm not claiming my daughter. You can go ahead and claim my daughter this year. 
So, or, or my niece or my nephew, you're, you know, and so you just gotta, that's fraud. If you claim somebody who you don't provide more than 50% of the support, um, if they're not a U.S. citizen, their gross income, uh, citizenship, support, Scouts joined, if they don't file a joint return with somebody, right. relationship. Girl Scouts join Red Cross. Yeah, that's, I'm going through my head. Check, check, but anyway, check, 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 check. If, if, you're, if you're putting somebody on your return, just because they weren't claimed on the parent's return doesn't mean that you can put them on your return unless you provided support for them. They were a, a relative or a member of your household. They were a, a U.S. citizen or resident of the United States. They aren't filing a, a joint return. So, and they don't have gross income over like the $4,000 mark, mm-hmm. right? So all of those things, those are the tests to determine uh, dependency. So you can't just slap somebody on the on the return and think you're, you're cool it's and and over and above overarching that would be the earned income credit correct yeah because then maybe you'd get to file head of household and maybe it would qualify you for earned income credit and there's a lot of fraud on earned income credit and the fines and the fines are steeper and the penalties are steeper and and so you really don't want to mess around with that rabbit all right so the the real temptation, obviously, is for people to get cash. For, or let's let's talk about cash. Um, so let's say you have a, you're a small business owner. You have a really nice house, maybe a half million dollar house. Got a hundred thousand dollar boat in the driveway. You got toys in the driveway of maybe another twenty five thousand dollars. You got a nice you got nice furniture. The kids are going to private school. You do your schedule. You're you're self employed and what you claim is a net profit of about $14,000. That return is screaming to get audited. Amen. That I mean, because there's no way you can live on 14000 with what you with just said. With a half a million dollar house that you have to pay the taxes and, and the upkeep and the utilities. How, how are you doing it? Well, and, the, and that, so let's say the taxpayer says, my father gives me, gives me the money. And so here's the thing. If the father gives him the money and there's a and there are services rendered by that taxpayer, it isn't a gift. It's payment for services rendered. Correct. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, bartering. In other words, it's another name for bartering. And so, yeah, you really don't want to turn a blind eye to something like that. So, for instance, and, and and if you're that person. Fix your taxes before they come after you. Mm-hmm. Right. Because and they can, they, back in the day, I saw them reconstruct your income and your expenses and say, okay, well, based on what we see, you spent $180,000. So we could, we, we could be back to that day that you're talking about, well, I'm, right? And, I'm, I'm thinking so. And they, and I believe it or not, I was the first, not, it didn't, I was the, the person with my client. My client was the first one in an audit that they had to call 911 on in Buffalo because because he started getting heart palpitations because he, he, believe it or not, he was cheating on his tax return that I didn't know about until the audit. And they caught him by looking at his bank accounts and all of a sudden they had to call 911 on him. Okay, so here, but here's the thing. I get cash. How will they ever know? 
<laughs> they'll reconstruct it. They, they'll ask you, how do you live? And you have I to mean, prove. And let's say, and, and, and here's another thing. Not only are you getting 1099Ks when you have a third-party settlement, but the banks now are having to report over $600 worth of income in a year. And so if you think you're so smart and you're uh, getting cash and you think nobody can trace it, that's not true. You're spending something. That's right. Right, right, right. You know, and also another form of currency people think that they um, can get away with is Bitcoin. People are doing Bitcoin and they're going, oh, well, the government can't track Bitcoin. I don't have to worry about Bitcoin if I if I take Bitcoin for stuff. Wrong. The, gov- the IRS is now regulating Bitcoin where there are 1099Bs, just like a sale of stock. 1099Bs are being issued for Bitcoin. So All right, you- so, but let's talk about how, let's say that you get, you purchase a Bitcoin for $20,000, okay? Yep. Now, would you want to use that to buy a, a snowmobile, okay? Oh, my God, I just said snowmobile. <laughs> <laughs> like wintertime. Okay, but you want to buy a snowmobile, and, and maybe you want to use 10000 of it. How is that handled on the tax return? Well, if you're buying a product with it, so if you're actually giving the Bitcoin to the person you're buying the snowmobile from, that is that is part of being called self-employed. That it counts as income to that person, goes on a Schedule C receiving it, but it also goes to bit counts as um, self-employment for the person who's spending the money too. So they have to report it was ten thousand for the snowmobile. They have a cost of goods of whatever we'll say out of that ten thousand, it was really eight thousand that it cost them. So they have a two thousand dollar profit in the in a business that they have to pay income tax on and self employment tax. And no, no, no capital gains. No, because they bought a product with it. If they okay. cashed the Bitcoin in first and got ten thousand well, dollars cash, I, that's what I thought they did. So I'm sorry. That's so, all right. So all right, so they cashed it in and got cash. Then it's then that's another transaction. Then then that's the capital gains, just like a stock trade. So it all depends how you use but, your Bitcoin. All right, and then um, so if he paid ten thousand and got ten thousand, then it'd be a zero capital gain. But if he paid ten thousand and sold it for twenty thousand, he'd have a twenty thousand a ten thousand dollar cap long, uh, capital gain. Correct. Correct. And that and I I've had somebody last year that made sixty thousand dollars on Bitcoin. She didn't know what she was doing, didn't think she had to pay tax because she never took the money out of the Bitcoin, but she was buying and selling and made sixty thousand and I told her she owed a lot of money and she was not too happy because she wasn't prepared. Right. And so whenever you're messing around like with, with things that you don't know, make sure you call EG Tax so we can give you a heads up so that you aren't caught with your pants down, so to speak, right? <laughs> yeah. People yep. call all the time with lots of questions. And so, and right. they're and very appreciative. Nobody talks to you. Yep. Yep. Right. That's so true. Okay. You know, and right, so, 
Yeah, I just want to say one other thing for those people who are listening now before November 5th. Uh, we are having a in-person oh, seminar. Yeah. Yep. Ready, set, retire. We're going to have expert art, us here doing taxes, but we're going to have financial experts, health insurance experts, life insurance experts, um, estate lawyers. Um, insurance. You said insurance. Yep, insurance. We're going to have the people you need to talk and we're to. We're going to be talking about taxes. We're not going to be doing taxes. We're going to give you tax tips and advice. Right. And what's so great is they're donating their time. Right. right. And right. they're meeting one-on-one with our clients who want to talk to them in private about their particular situation. And it's gratis. Right, yeah. right, right, right. And we're even going to supply hot dogs. <laughs> That's right. But it, I mean, so how, do they, how do they register, Chris? You can register right on our website at egtax.com. You'll see a link there that says Ready, Set, Retire. And you click on it, you fill out your information, and you're registered. If you can't attend in person, and you know, oh, I need to talk to my lawyer about changing a will. I need to change a will or maybe create a will for the first time. We can pass on the name and number of the people that are going to be here, and you can talk to them. So we'll, we'll, we'll definitely pass out information for all our guest speakers. All right. And then anything else? Uh, all right. Obviously, there's the debt cancellation from student loans. Yeah. And that's going to be tax-free, and there's going to be an application to fill out on the Department of Education's website. That's right. And if you had a Pell, you get an extra $10,000, which is really exciting. So right. that could be $20,000 that you're looking at, which is really nice for those people. And, who and it's got to be on existing debt. Federal. And there is an income, federal, right. And there is an income limitation for the taxpayer. How much would that be? One hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars for a single person. Two fifty for married filing joint. Right. So and okay. and the application's not there yet. They're they're hoping by the end of the year, this year, the application is there, and you have all the way up until December thirty-first of twenty twenty-three to fill out the application. So, but I have a feeling there's going to be a mad dash to get it done as soon as the application is available. Right. So and I then the other thing is obviously student loan payments are suspended until twelve thirty one again. Correct. For everybody else, so that de- that deals with that. Um, the the they just changed the mileage rates. They did. Right, right to sixty two cents a mile. Instead, 62 and a half half instead of the 58. So, I mean, that's four and a half cents a mile, but that adds up. You know, I did a little presentation today for some self-employed people, and I told them about that, and they were like, wait, that went up? I didn't even know I could take mileage. And, you know, and that's what we try to do. We help inform people on tax laws that can benefit them. Yeah, for instance, you met with a business owner, you had an S-Corp the other day, and they were not doing the type of plan where they get reimbursed for their miles, and so they were shooting themselves in the foot by not just making that little change. It could benefit them enormously. All right, let's talk about that, because it ties in with mileage. What are you talking about, uh, and who should be doing it, and how how do you go about it? enter it on your corporate books to make sure it's deductible. Sure. So if you are a partnership or a corporation uh, and you drive around in your personal car doing your sales, doing your job, whatever, the IRS got rid of 
writing off mileage on a personal vehicle on the individual tax return. They got rid of that section on the itemized deductions in 2106. You mean if you're an employee? If you're an employee or if you are the president of a company. And right, you were used, if you were right. self-employed, if you're self-employed, you got the mileage. But if you're a corporation owner, or an or the in a partnership, you can have a meeting. If you're the sole member, you have a meeting with yourself uh, and say, <laughs> "That would be interesting." Yes, that you want to elect to start getting reimbursed the federal rate for mileage. So you would have to turn in an expense report saying. In January of 2022, I drove 1,000 miles for business. Here's my log. Then the company writes you an expense. At that time, it was $0.58. Cents. So for $580, that's tax-free income to you personally because it's a reimbursement. And it's a deduction from the, the books. Mm-hmm. So right. that's less tax that the company's going to have to give you a K-1 for, and, too. And after all, you can't claim it on the federal return as an individual any longer. Right, so you right. So you, well it's, it's a win-win. Yep. yep. Well, now, so think about this. If you put 10,000 miles on your vehicle for your business, let's average it out at 60 cents a mile. Right. That's $6,000 that you're not taking as an expense. That's $6,000 you're not using as a deduction. So you think about how much extra in tax and taxes you're paying and how much extra income that you could have gotten back reimbursement, reimbursed completely tax free Mm -hmm. that you're leaving by the boards. That's the win-win. And and just, just to make sure you understand this mileage is deductible for people that are self-employed. If you have rental property that you're renting at a profit uh, a partnership corporation or an S corporation, S corp or C corp. But all of these different, uh, all the, these expenses are deductible either on the schedule E, the schedule C, the 21, uh, the 22, um, the corporation. Oh, it's, it's, it's 1120. 1120, 1120 S and a 1065. Correct. Yep. Okay. All right. Um, Let's see, that was that change. And Any and then other? also, I, I also want to say, Charlene is phenomenal at pensions. Charmaine. If, Charmaine. If you're not doing a pension or 401k or a solo at your S-Corp or your partnership, uh, you know, your business, shame on you. You really should take advantage of it. Before. But, you know, it's really, everybody's so overwhelmed. There's so much to do. Uh-huh. And people don't know where to, who to turn to. And that's part of what EG Tax does. We will have you come in. And we will do a completely complimentary tax plan for you. Talk to you about your business. Talk to you about what you can do. And we will help you to, to facilitate it as well. And the bottom line is, is your bottom line. That's right. Correct. And, and you don't, I, I had a client the other day that just paid $9,000 to, uh, to a very professional firm to help her with her taxes. It was a year and a half ago. They never did anything and charged her $9,000. And I took care of her in one day and I charged her $400. So, you know, the important thing is you want to be with somebody that's professional, that's, that is competent, and is not just going to bleed you dry. Right. And that's what we do. That's what we try, we try to keep, keep the money in your pocket at the right way. That's right. 
All right, I'm Esther Gonius, the tax lady from EG Tax. Uh, you can go to our website at egtax.com. Visit us on Saturdays between 3 and 4 on News Radio 930 WBEN. Until next week, where we're going to talk about the marriage penalty. I'm Esther Gonius with Tiffany Fabian, Christopher Fabian. Thanks for listening. New friends, new opportunities.